wonder how many people do like the air drums like I do sometimes when we have the, the Village Vice. Open. All of them. Yeah, they, they should anyway. Get yeah. your exercise in. Bam, bam, bam. Hey, it is a brand new week of Village Vice. He's Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. And Zach, we expected a defensive coordinator to be in place on Monday morning. We'd pick our head up off the pillow. Auburn would have a defensive coordinator in place to start yeah. the week. And it did not happen like we expected. Over the yeah, week. and the timing's interesting, right? I mean, for yeah. so long, those first few weeks, it was like, okay, let's wait until the Houston Texans season ends because Chris Kiffin was kind of the leading candidate since that job became available and Rodden Roberts moved on to be the linebackers coach at Florida. And Houston season ends on Saturday. And then ever since then, it's like DJ Durkin, the former Texas A&M DC, the former Ole Miss Cody, see the former Maryland head coach, mm -hmm. his name kind of moves up. So it kind of makes you wonder, are conversations intensifying between Durkin and Auburn, Durkin and Freeze? Or did Chris Kiffin say, uh, no, Houston's building something special here. We can go further, and, and I can help build this defense. So yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I didn't really expect it to make this turn as it did over the weekend. Yeah, um, the timing is interesting. Now, once I will say this: once a defensive coordinator is in place, we kind of we we tend to do this. We forget about timelines. We forget about how long it took, and everybody yeah. kind of takes a breath and you go, all right, well, now the, now the guy's in place and now we go for comparison's sure. sake. And I know a lot of reports are out there now that Durkin is the leading, uh, is the leading guy in the, in the race, not really a race, I guess, but in the, uh, to, to hire the uh, defensive coordinator, looking at both guys, um, Kiffin first became like an official position coach in 2011 at Arkansas state. Mm -hmm. So he was with what freeze was at Arkansas state in 11, right? Freeze went Arkansas State 11, Ole Miss 12. Right. Yeah. Right. So Hugh Freeze hired him as his defensive line coach in 2011 and then brought him to Ole Miss as defensive line coach. And interestingly, defensive recruiting coordinator was his title 12 years ago. They brought on some pretty big guys uh, defensively during that time. Durkin got his first position coaching job uh, in 2005 at Bowling Green. He was the defensive ends coach. Coach linebackers and special teams, then Stanford for three years, defensive and special teams. Came to the SEC in 2010 with Will Muschamp as linebackers and special teams, and then D coordinator 2013 2014 at Florida. So a little bit of a comparison there. Uh, Durkin has been a position coach and a coordinator more and longer than, than Kiffin has. Both have SEC experience. Yeah. And I mean, he even had a little interim head coaching stint uh, at Florida uh, mm -hmm. when things were going on down there before he then moved to Michigan and then to Maryland and got that head coaching job up there. So his resume, I think, is solid as far as where he, where he has coached and what he's achieved, and he's been an effective recruiter, I don't think, to the level of Kiffin. <clears throat> but it sounds like Hugh Freeze's conversations with Derek Nix and um and Jake Thornton, they uh they really like they really like Durkin. Yeah. And so we'll see uh we'll see if that's enough to kind of put him over the edge. I, I like that you bring up the timing because it feels like it's been forever, but I don't think there's a major difference where if Auburn would have hired a defensive coordinator a week ago, 
versus if they hire him a week from now. I, I don't think it makes any difference on how spring goes or anything yeah. like that. So um, I do think that's important. It's not bad that it's taking this long, but I am surprised it has taken this long. And I don't think it affects recruiting, really. I mean, over the weekend, no. Auburn had some, you know, big time recruits in. I think they were all three offensive guys. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't think the timing, other than fans getting a little bit antsy, why don't we have some, we, we tend to do that. It's almost, it's kind of like waiting in line to ride a roller coaster. When's it going to be our turn? When's it going to be our turn? And then it's your turn. You ride the roller coaster and you forget about how long it took to do it. So, wow. How about that? You do. Am I wrong? Sure. No. Been a minute since I've been to Six Flags, but I think that's how it works. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. If I had to rank the, the hires that I think would be best for Auburn, mm -hmm. I would go Chris Kiffin. Then I think Zach Arnett. Then I think DJ Durkin. I think that's the order I would go right now, but that those the ranking of those three have been very fluid over the course of the weekend. Does one significantly increase or decrease Auburn's win total in 2024 or 2025? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I think I think Hugh Freeze needs to go out and get his guys. And it does seem like Chris Kiffin is one of his guys. But if Chris Kiffin wants to stay in the NFL, which I would not blame him for, yeah. Um, he needs to stay in the NFL. And once again, I, he's he's on a staff of a football team that is ascending, that has their star quarterback for the future and a really solid defense. So I don't blame him if he wants to stay in that situation. Um, Durkin getting interest from other teams in the SEC, I do think is a good thing. But, you know, we'll um, we'll see how it all ends up. And it's a co-defensive coordinator role, right? Because Charles Kelly is co-defensive coordinator, so it, it is a co-position. It's not a co-co position like some places, but it's a it's a co-defensive coordinator spot. And um, Charles Kelly and Derek Nix, by the way, introduced to the fans at the Auburn Ole Miss basketball game Saturday night, and they got a rousing ovation. That was fun. Yeah, as uh, as they should. So, yeah, Derek Nix looks good in that Auburn swag. Yeah. So, um, happy too. He did look happy, had his family with him. I'm sure that was a really cool moment for him. So hopefully yeah. he feels loved and appreciated here. Uh, you know what makes me feel loved and appreciated? Free Our money? Friends, yeah, free yeah. money because mybookie.ag, they're just willing to give money away. If you use promo code next round, you get free money to play with over at mybookie.ag. Some of the NFL lines that I was looking at earlier – the Baltimore Ravens open at a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. And in the NFC Championship game, the Niners, almost a touchdown, Brad. Six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Detroit Lions. Mm. I'm not touching that line with a with a 10-foot <clears throat> pole, but I, I will tell you, I, I don't think um, – I don't think Kansas City loses to the Baltimore Ravens um, this weekend. So I'm definitely no, looking I, at the money line for the Kansas yeah. City game. I love watching Chiefs games. It's so fun. They're my team now, I think, for the rest of the way. You know, over the Lions. Uh, America loves the Detroit Lions now. I know, but, but, you know, I think a lot of America, you know, America either really loves or really hates the Chiefs. That's true. For the same reason. I just know that when Buffalo missed that field goal, man, Pat Mahomes looks up grinning like a devil. It was a lot of, a uh, lot of emotion. Yeah, yeah, good for him, good for him. So, yeah, once again, mybookie.ag, use promo exactly. code. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Finish, use, use you got to know. Next 
round. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, What's the promo code again at mybookie.ag? Next round. Okay. Free money, folks. There Free money. Zach hey, didn't Auburn, get the reference. Auburn basketball. Okay. Yeah. You, you talk about uh, Derek Nix and Charles Kelly getting some love at the Auburn basketball game. Yeah. This team, Brad Law, is mm -hmm. so good. They are so talented, so special, and they just keep finding ways to destroy everybody that they're playing against. Man, they really did. I said on the show Friday uh, when talking about Bruce Pearl and how kind of tough he's being on this team, I said it's about other games because chances are you're not going to be up 17 points on Ole Miss at halftime, and they weren't. They were up 19 points on Ole Miss at halftime. Uh, close games are coming. They're, you're not going to blow everybody else out. Now, these these double-digit wins, Auburn has 15 double-digit wins. That's more than anybody else in the country. Wow. They are number That's one. Insane. Number one in the nation in double-digit victories. Yeah. At some point, there will be close games. Maybe Wednesday night in Tuscaloosa. Probably Wednesday night in Tuscaloosa. That's a yeah. rock fight waiting to happen. But they're so good. They're so balanced. Um and they took an Ole Miss team that isn't a top 25 team, but they're better than some of the other teams that Auburn's played in conference play for sure. Yeah. And they just they just never let them breathe. Yeah, Auburn is fifth in Ken Palm right now at 16 and two. They are behind Houston at one, Purdue at two, Arizona at three, and Tennessee at four. Auburn rounding out the top five. Then Alabama's right there at eight in Ken Palm holding a 12 and six record. We've talked about this before. Alabama's schedule has been so tough and so brutal. They haven't really consistently beat these good teams. They've got a lot of close losses against good teams, and they've got another chance to do that against Auburn this Wednesday night in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. I, I When we talk about this team, first, let me talk about the job Leor Berman did against Ole Miss. Solid 10 minutes. And there were three possessions in a row where Alan Flanagan and most people treated him the way that you should treat him when he came back, right? You cheer for him pregame, and then you get after him during the game. And he was booed every time he touched the ball, touched the ball during the game. Yeah. And then after you can be friendly again. And that's so that was good. He was received well, I think, overall, mo you know, for the most part. Uh, but three possessions in a row, he got the ball. And Lior had him defensively, and Allen thought he could take him. He absolutely thought he could score against Lior. So he tried the first time and kind of like lowered his shoulder and knocked Lior back a little bit, missed the shot. Next two Ooh. times down the floor, miss, miss. Three straight times, Lior shut him down. And Allen came out of the game after that. And Chris Beardtone's like, hey, man, it's five guys on the floor. It's not just you. And, um, I thought that set a tone. Auburn extended its lead at that point to from like 12 to 20 during that stretch. And it was just never close after that. So uh, some flowers for Leor Berman today in the job that he did against Ole Miss. Yeah, part of uh, our buy-sell last week was what Alan Flanagan scored double digits. We both bought it very quickly. Yeah. And he did it, right? It was nine or was I it 10? I thought he got to 10. Hang on. Okay. I've, I've got it right here. Uh, yep, he got 10. He was the only Ole Miss player in, in double 10. digits. Yeah. They got four digits. guys right. average double figures. Four guys do like 80% of their scoring. Mm -hmm. And Allen was the only one in double figures. We I thought Allen would take 20 shots. He only took yeah. 10. Right. He and Brayfield yeah, got they, 10. They shots. got to him. They got yeah. to him. So, so. Um, and 
And after the game, Chris Beard, who is known for his defensive prowess, his teams have been known for de- – they got to the national championship game five years ago at Texas Tech because they right. shot people down defensively. When he talks about defense, you listen. One of the first things he said post game was, that Auburn team is really good. They don't get enough credit for their defense. It seems like every single night they are turning teams over way more than their season average. They're holding teams to half low, you know, season lows for a first half, season lows in general. They're doing it consistently every time out. And when we talk depth and talent, you're talking about defensive energy spent as well. And they're just shutting folks down. That's huge. You win games home and on the road with defense. What do you think about Chad Baker, Mazzara? Uh, you know, Bruce was asked about his minutes, and he said, mm-hmm. well, it was his time to go back in. He said, no, Lior Berman is destroying worlds out there. Keep him on the floor. I'll go in in a few minutes. What do you think about that? I think that speaks to, I mean, that's the culture of this team, and it's why you ought to get giddy when you think about this team. Um, Chad Baker-Mazzara has one year of college basketball left, right? So uh, he comes here not to try to improve his brand as much as he can before going and playing professionally. He comes to be a part of a team and chase a team goal. And at that, in, in, in this game, Lior was playing out of his mind. Now, Chad Baker still got 14 minutes, and he had a plus-minus of 20, which, by the way, was the highest in the game in those 14 minutes. Yeah, But I think it says an awful lot for a guy who has been here less than a calendar year to, to be completely bought into the culture and say, no, nah, f- give him another rotation. Let him keep going. Yeah, the the energy on the sidelines when the walk-ons were in too, I just that stuff is infectious. Yeah. I just I love all that stuff. So I hate I hate that Dylan Cardwell felt the need to apologize for that after the game. Anybody with a break if if you don't know what we're talking about, at the end of the game, the walk-ons were on and it was Cheney Johnson and then a couple of walk-ons. They blocked three straight shots in a <laughs> in a 23-point game in the final seconds. But they blocked three straight shots to close it out, and the Ole Miss kept their starters in, by the way, because that's what Chris Beard does. Yeah, they were they, they, against the Ole Miss starters. Three straight blocks to close it out, and the whole place went bananas. Like Auburn had just won on a buzzer beater. All yeah. right, but anybody with half of a working brain could understand the context of the situation. Those are the walk-ons. Those are the guys who are a huge part of the team's success, but they don't get more than a couple of minutes, even in these blowout games. And they did something to celebrate. Yeah. So Auburn celebrated. Like, knock it off with criticism. If that's what you got to criticize, go go for a walk. Yeah, maybe college sports aren't for you if that's <laughs> something you don't like. So yeah. um, what's something that you do like, Bradlaw? Oh, Zach, I love Manscaped. Love Manscaped. And hardly a day goes by. This is a true story. This happened to me, by the way, manscaped.com, promo code VICE, 20% off free shipping. Before I even get into the read, this happened to me twice before the game Saturday. I got stopped by two separate people at at different, like, stops along my walk back down to courtside from one of the upper levels at the arena. Flex. Hey, we love Village Vice. We can't get in it. We love the Manscaped read. That is so, uh, that is one of the highlights of, of the show for us. We love the uh-huh. Manscaped. We love Zach's reaction 
to the Manscaped read. It just gets better every time. So okay. thank you guys for watching. And gals, we know we have a female audience as well. Like Bye. to hear from a few more of you in the comments section, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Give us Man your own Manscaped read. Maybe we'll use it. That's right. 20% off and free shipping by using the promo code VICE at manscaped.com. Uh, your grooming upgrade awaits. So get ready to charm your Valentine's dates. Let's talk about the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra Zach with an electric It is an electric trimmer. It features skin safe technology. It uh, guards your V Day treasure against any grooming mishaps and Especially this time of the year, you don't want grooming mishaps. It also comes with their brightest LED spotlight yet. It is brighter than your best romantic smile, perfect for precise grooming, even in the trickiest spots. Oh, and it's waterproof too, so it makes shower shaving a breeze. Use promo code VICE at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping. The spotlight's really what uh, what puts the product over the edge. In the my brightest. Opinion. It's the brightest spotlight. That's I think right. a brighter spotlight needs to be put on Jalen Williams. Okay. And I'm talking about throughout the conference. What would his numbers look like if he played 32 minutes a game? Well, it depends like what version of him you get, because sometimes I think he would play 32 minutes a game, but he'd still only shoot it seven or eight times. So maybe. It just kind of depends. Yeah, maybe. he. And that was sort of – that was Jalen the first – four year, four, three years on campus, a little tentative, but he talks now openly about how much confidence he has and he's putting up num. He's not going to get, he's not going to win sec player of the year. He's right. not going to do it, but he ought to be in the conversation. He's playing like the sec player of the year. I don't think anybody who gets 22, 23 minutes a game is going to win sec player of the year. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that's okay because if this team wins a title, they're team of the year. And I feel like all those guys would prefer that anyway. Right. Where are you as far as, like, do you think Auburn – should Auburn be the favorite right now to win the SEC? Yes. Regular season. You can't predict the tournament. But, like, regular right. season, you, you think yeah. you think they should be the favorite? I think so. I, I think that they're good enough defensively to win on any floor that they play. And I think the depth that they have enables you to overcome one or two individuals having poor shooting nights. You know, like you're not Auburn shot 50% in the second half. They shot 58% for the game against Ole Miss. That's that's nuts. You're not gonna shoot yeah. 58% very many times. So if one or two guys are off, you have enough to make up for. Or if a guy gets in foul trouble. You have a deep enough team to still have the production at his spot. Like yeah. teams are going to go after Janai Broom and try to get him in foul trouble. Okay, then here comes Dylan, and Dylan's yeah. having the best year of his life. Right. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the the odds at mybookie.ag. Auburn is the favorite to win the SEC at plus one twenty. Tennessee is second at plus one ninety five. Then a massive drop off after that. Alabama plus 550. So, I mean, it goes, I mean, the odds like double. And then Kentucky's right behind him at 650. So, um, right now, Vegas has Auburn and Tennessee, then a major gap, then there's everybody else. Yeah. Um, Dylan's the other guy you got to talk about, I think, with with this team. The minute you're getting from your five position, 
your your five spot against Ole Miss alone. Again, these numbers are silly because their Auburn's performing against Ole Miss was just dynamite. But yeah, yeah, Dylan goes five of six. He gets you three rebounds. So your center position, twenty five points, ten for fifteen shooting, eight rebounds, five assists. Yeah, <laughs> you're back. You're back up center. It's insane. It's insane. And being able to split those minutes of those physical spots, like at your four and your five positions, mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff that over the course of the season where these guys' bodies aren't as, you know, tested and pushed through it as the guys that they're going up against, that stuff will matter in the final 10 minutes of contest towards the end of the year. It will matter. 100%. Um, might it matter in individual games as well? I tend to think so. I, sure. I tend to think, and I think we saw it against LSU and Vanderbilt. Those teams made small runs. They never threat. I, I never, I know LSU got its deficit down to single digits over a week ago, but I just, I felt like the whole time that they were bat, they were giving everything they had just to get back in it and make it respectable that there was no genuine push to possibly win the game. So I think it matters in individual games as well. When you get down to the last five, six minutes, under four, and your last media timeout, and you get an Auburn team where guys have played 17, 18, 19 minutes, and then the other guy has played 30, 31, that matters. Especially against a team like Kentucky. like They traditionally play like eight guys. Yeah. You know, with, with Big Z coming in, we'll see how that – but. I mean, Alabama's the same way. They've got one, two, three, four, five. They have nine. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a big drop-off, though. Like, the top yeah. five play all at least 22 minutes, and then it drops down to, like, 16, 15, and 13. So, yeah. I mean, still over the course of the game, I do think it will matter. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Totally yeah. agree with you. So. And, and you take a Mark Sears, and we'll talk, we'll talk a little more about it on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a rock fight. If you don't watch anything other than Alabama basketball or don't watch anything other than Auburn basketball – you may not understand just how uh, really this could be one of the best games of the year in Tuscaloosa. Um, yeah, I, I think that game when they when they played at Auburn is a different story because of the environment. But sure, um, I think you could have another double digit game there. But yeah, and there was a major movement of Auburn fans buying up tickets in yeah. Tuscaloosa. I'm curious to see what that crowd looks like well, on Wednesday. But like you said, yeah. we'll talk about it more on uh on Wednesday. Yeah. That game two years ago, by the way, I had to, I went, I was there. I went to Tuscaloosa for the game to do my part of the broadcast from there. Had to go to the restroom early in the first half. A play happened that I assumed was an Alabama play because of the eruption of the crowd. Yeah. And I get back to my seat in Auburn and increased its lead by four. I said, what was that? What happened just a couple of minutes ago? And it was, I think, uh, Cambridge had a, uh, had an alley-oop jam. Oh, nice! And the crowd that I heard that I thought was the out was the home crowd was yeah. actually the Auburn people there. So that's right. If you can get your tickets, Auburn fans for the do game it. in Tuscaloosa, do it. Makes a difference. Do it absolutely, Brad. I think that about does it for today's show. All right, it does. Thanks everybody for watching. Remember, and you can even say it with us now. Everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. <laughs>